there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rock, 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 Rock and Roll Podcast. Check out this record. My name is Mark, and with me, as always, is my good buddy, Frank. Hey, Mark. Hello, fine people of the world. <laughs> For our new listeners out there, this is a podcast where Frank and I recommend albums to each other to check out and give them an honest and thorough review. We also have a wide variety of musical discussions, like in our Spotlight series, where we dig into a band's catalog and see what comes out the other side. That's right, Mark. Or in our verse series, where we'll pit two albums against each other and they duke it out. Here we go. For total stereo. <laughs> there you go. Dude, I, th- I thought your brain stopped working for a second there. Was I, know, I know. <laughs> Be sure to check us out on Instagram and our Facebook group. We like to drop additional content that will hopefully leave you want of, wanting of more Frank's musical goodness. Man, that sentence was hard. And the random nonsense that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> please, please, please. This is so important. If you've got a record you want us to check out, just drop us a comment wherever you find us. We don't have an email address just to force you into liking our stuff in public now <laughs> like subscribe and give us a rate and review while you're at it so i say this my good friend frank yes sir how are you buddy well mark here we go when there weren't any parties she parked by the quarry walked into the woods until she came to a clearing mm-hmm. where townies would gather and drink until blackout oh. smoke cigs till they're sick pack bowls amen and then pass out those my friends are my favorite lyrics to my favorite hold steady song and we're going to be talking about them and their new album so i'm really excited about this and mark you know when we first discovered them from boys and the girls in america man we were hooked and and i, I know you were as well you want to do a quick brief history of the band sure this is a super brief history first uh, if you're hearing crying in the background and if you're watching us on youtube you're seeing my cat opie uh, eventually you'll see his butthole. I apologize for that. <laughs> Hold steady, ladies and gentlemen. They will lie to you and tell you they're from Brooklyn, but we all know they're from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, Craig Finn's from Minneapolis and a bunch of the bands from New York. But if you go to Minneapolis, there's like a crappy punk rock club that has a star in the sidewalk with their name on it. So I don't know how you're uh, much more from Minneapolis than that. Anyways, <laughs> formed in 2004. This is their seventh studio album. Um, you'll hear Frank and I talk quite a bit about Craig Finn, the, the singer and the lyricist for the band. So real quick, the other players on this record, and I'd apologize, these folks have some really crazy ass last names. Uh, Tad Kubler, lead guitar and backing vocals. Galen Polvika on bass guitar and backing vocals. Uh, Bobby Drake, drums and percussion. I know he's got a really hard name. Franz... <laughs> <laughs> on keyboard and anything that resembles a keyboard uh steve selvage rhythm guitar right. and backing vocals um i also wanted to note here that that franz uh is the producer on this record as well uh it's the first hold steady record he's the producer on and that may explain perhaps why it's a little bit more piano forward uh frank <laughs> what would you say was your first impression of this record Sure, Mark, and I hope you don't mind, but it is actually their eighth album, not the seventh. This new oh, record. snap. Sorry, my B. And Bobby Drake, is that Iceman from X-Men? Is it? 
I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, good good job with the names because I couldn't pronounce half of those either. So anyway, oh my goodness. I know, I know. Three folks, each and every one of them, I assume. <laughs> so my first impression is that this album is lyrically wordy. Now, listen, they 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 they've all been that way, yes. But Boys and Girls in America, in my opinion, started Craig Finn and company from being wordy and having melody at the same time. The album prior to that, Separation Sunday, is a great example of basically a, a rhythm section in backed backing up with these rapid fire lyrics to the point where the verses and the choruses are sometimes tough to distinguish, but it works. And obviously it has worked. Boys and Girls in America started the use of melody in these songs that are essentially essentially, excuse me, literally uh, works and, and stories with rich in characters. Uh, open door policy has that feel for sure, but it's almost a throwback to the very early albums. Um, but the music more resembles what they're progressing to be and stuff from the most recent albums. Um, each album from the whole study will really bring impressive moments where you're thinking, how on earth did they write this? So how does this apply to the new album? Well, Mark, let, let, we'll, we'll get to that and we'll talk about it. But what, what was your first impressions? Is this an art project or a rock album? <laughs> Either way, uh, we'll get into that in a bit because uh, that's uh, what we're doing here. Uh, I have a feeling Frank and I um, will see this album in, in two very different lights. But regardless, my first impression uh, is that it's not a casual listening record. I, I feel like some of those earlier records Frank mentioned, like Boys and Not Girl in America uh, and Stay Positive, you can really kind of throw those on and something will grab at you. This one's going to take a little bit more of you uh, sitting down and really, you know, maybe get like a journal uh, or a piece of paper to doodle on, something where you can listen and just think about your feelings, because this thing's going to catch you like dead smack in the feels. You know what I mean? And and with that said, I think it's a good segue into the first track, Frank. Uh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That radio degree hasn't paid off yet. Uh, anyways, <laughs> the feelers, as far as an opening track goes, this is it's a bold choice, right? We're really making some some interesting decisions right out of the gate. Um because it sets the tone for the rest of the record, but only in that you really don't have a fucking clue what the rest of the record's gonna sound like. It really, you're like, okay, this is a hold steady record, but but what way are they going with it? What you know, are we gonna get a dark album? Are we gonna get something poppy? What's going on here? Um, you know, it kind of fits. It, excuse me, it doesn't really fit any kind of standard musical structure you're maybe prepared for. Um, and it plays a lot off Finn's vocal performance and lyrics. I really enjoy those lyrics and, and even his vocal performance, performance, excuse me, but I don't know that this song has anything more uh, than like a kind of a poem set to a backing band as opposed to, you know, really um, stru song structure and form. It, it threw me off balance at first and really, really made me acknowledge that I need to pay more attention to what's happening on this record. Yeah. As you said, it's not a casual listening record at all. Um, I, I like the opening track. It reminds me of stuff from Finn's last two solo records. I, I, the piano, I like actually how it really drives this musically. It's almost like the piano is taking the role of the guitar where it, where it was once dominant and the guitar is actually adding to the background. Now, based on what you said that Franz Nikolai is um, producing this, that may be the reason why we're hearing this. Uh, the ending to me is actually very Springsteen-esque where it concludes the story. It attempts to set up 
um, that there's hope for whatever will occur, um, which is good because it kind of leaves you leaves you guessing. Um, track two, we have spices, which for the longest time, uh, well, by longest meaning this past week, I thought it was species, but it's, it's spicy. <laughs> <laughs> and spices. Uh, I like the dark and moody notes that almost resemble a guitar detuning in the beginning. Um, what I like for the band um, that they built their career off is these story style songs and these signature sayings. Uh, they could bring them back, and that's what they did in this song. So we get Holly from Separation Sunday. Uh, we get the sweet part of the city from Heaven is Whenever, and also uh, how a resurrection really feels. Uh, the music builds to a very nice climax, and I love these anthems of desperation and and i think this is a great tune and an example of that what, what about you mark yeah there's definitely a, a familiar feel to this track and you can hear uh finn kind of using the hold steady as a whole as a basis for any characters he develops which is really kind of cool you get a, a much clearer musical structure out of this tune uh and lyrically out of finn as we did from the first one i mean he's, he's writing his ass off on this thing and it's, it's really cool it's tricky without an obvious chorus, but once you realize what he's doing is he's using a rhyme scheme in place of a chorus so that your brain is filling in the gaps. You just need to learn that the words are different, but the pattern is the same. It's, it's really smart. And, and if you're not paying enough attention, it, it will confuse you. Um, it, it, it takes a little getting used to for me, um, but I thought it was really cool. It's, it's a really interesting track. Uh, track three is Lanyards, uh, another cool poem set to music. Uh, this time, sonically, we're doing more of an old school hold steady sound uh, in terms of song structure. Um, and we get a, 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 an honest to God chorus uh, three tracks in, which is kind of cool. There's some uh, amazing lyrics here that all feel like stream of consciousness, as most of Finn's lyrics kind of do. Um, this one feels most like a song and less like a poem. It, it's a very cool track. Yeah, Mark, you know, the classic Hold Steady here. The song is a bunch of heart, and they do a great job with the storytelling and lots of imagery, and it keeps the wordiness actually to a minimum. It's about someone going out to California to make it, and we see the experiences they encounter. Uh, I really like when artists, um, and Finn does this a lot too, they take the term like lanyards, uh, and that's obviously the title of the song, and they mention it once in the story, and, and that creates kind of the whole concept and the idea for it. So you're just hearing lanyards one time, but that's the name of the the uh, uh, the song, big yeah. fan of that style. Go ahead. I like that he they used lanyards as a as a symbol, right? Lanyards, then laminates, and then wristbands, right? And, and the idea here that we're connecting a symbol that we wear on our body with the level of access we have to life. It's, yes. it's a really kind of very cool concept that can be very easily glossed over. I just figured it out as Frank was talking. Yeah, absolutely. See, that's great, and that's why this record. And I'll get to where, where I feel it's high in replay value, but things like that, that you'll just pick up. And whatever that style is, I'm a big fan of it. Um, the, the lyrics are very honest, and it gives us what maybe, again, someone pursuing this dream will encounter. Um, the music smooths to me like a carpet that's layered with perfectly toned instruments. I really like this tune, Mark. So. Carpet layered with perfectly tuned instruments. Wonderful. You like that? You like that? I do. I do. I repeated it out loud. I must love it. <laughs> All right, so next we have Family Farm. Uh, I love the loudness here, and of course, shocking, the piano-heavy verses. Uh, the references are just great. I mean, from Eddie Van Halen to Talking Heads to the Rolling Stones. Uh, if the E Street Band added some distortion on guitar and really blared them out 
I think you would have something resembling this song. I, I actually got some stuck between stations uh, vibe uh, in the middle, which was welcome. Uh, I think it's an epic building or an epic ending and a buildup. And to me, this is rock and roll in 2021, not rock, rock and roll. So I'm working on taking his lyrics uh, not quite so literal here because uh, it sounds like he and the young lady uh, here broke out of rehab. You know, fair enough. I, I wouldn't blame him if I were in rehab. Um, but it, it's tricky, right? Because it's, it's hard to tell what's autobiographical with him. And that's kind of one of the cool things about this. It really sucks you in. I love that we're getting uh, into more of a rock and roll format, as Frank talked about, and, and really appreciate the, the backing vocals and depth to this track. There's really so much going on here. Yeah. Um, that it, it's really cool. It's, it's certainly more of... Uh, a rock and roll number on this record um, than a couple of the other places. And I think it's a very distinct sound to them, Frank. I yeah. think you and I are going to disagree on what rock and roll in 2021 sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is their rock and roll for 2021, but it, it's definitely a cool track. Um, track five is called Unpleasant Breakfast. Um, mm-hmm. I've never been good at eating breakfast. It's, <laughs> I think it's because I came from a single family home and my mother worked at night. So I was, that, that's not we, we're way off base. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really want to like this song, but I, I'm, I'm fighting with, with every listen. Um, lyrically, it's pretty cool, except for the, the last stanza feels a little cheap where he gets into literally repeating the last two lines over where he's never done that anywhere else in the song. And they're not his best lines and it kind of feels a little cheap. I also can't stand the, the woo mm-hmm. sound, which, which I'm guessing is supposed to sound like people having fun on a boardwalk as he's cleaning the carpets or as they're out in the water. There's some really cool imagery here, but there's also some really clunky imagery that, that didn't work for me for this song. For every, hey, that's kind of cool moment this song has, there's kind of a, like a wait, 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 what was that moment? And it, it's really distracting. I, I wanted to like this song. I, I just don't think I do. Yeah, so this was a little unexpected musically, and I'm cool with the ambitious nature. Um, to uh, you know, that gives us some groove. Um, there, there's almost a jam band feel to it. And uh, Mark, you know, I'm not the biggest jam band fan, uh, yeah. but I but I welcome the mid tempo you know jam position in the middle of this record. My biggest gripe, like yours, is the yelling or whatever that is that's on loop during the chorus. Um, I you know if you listen to it on Spotify, you'll see the image of a bird. So I don't know what. I, I just don't know what that's supposed to be. It got annoying. That's my my point. Is it got annoying? Yeah, exactly. And I'd be totally fine without it. I would love to hear uh, the song without it. Um, thus far, and spoiler alert, it's my least favorite track. So I'm <gasps> <laughs> I, I know, I know. Track six, Heavy Covenant. Um, I think that this song best shows like the band the sound that they're trying to go for now and how they want to progress. It's not so much of the guitar anymore over Finn's heavy lyrics. It's about a precise and tight rhythm section that complements the lyrical talents of Finn. Uh, it's a deep and rich sound and every member on the band is, is a vital member uh, and insurance its success. So uh, I also dug this tune. What, what about you? Man, this song is just about buying drugs in a new town. Ah. Um, no, uh, it, you know, it's definitely not a guitar driven, uh, rock music, but, but it's cool. Um, I think, it, you know, it almost has kind of a, a jazz or a blues quality to it in that the, the music is tr- almost coming second to the lyrics and the, the lyrical delivery. Um, 
in, in that kind of way. But like I said, I think it's still pretty cool. I'd like to a little bit more uh, structure musically out of it. I felt like it just kind of um, stretched itself out instead of really kind of having parts. But, you know, again, they're, they're trying to do something a little different and I appreciate that. Um, you know, it feels like they're just kind of making changes based on, you know, maybe what's going on with the lyrics or what fits well. And it, it doesn't really seem like there was a lot of thought put into the, the music as much as I would like for it to. Um, it's kind of off-putting um, and cool at the same time. Like I, I'm really, like, spoiler, I'm really conflicted with this record because it does a lot of cool things and it does a lot of things that I go, man, I really don't get that. Um, but, but maybe I'm not supposed to. And I know for a guy who's got a lot of fucking strong opinions about shit, you're like, how the fuck do you not have an opinion about this? It's just that hard of a curveball for me. Like, and, and songs like this are really kind of that, like, wait, what moment yeah. for me where I'm like, I can't tell if this is just over my head or not. Like, it, it's really an interesting thing. Yeah. And maybe you need to, like you had earlier, is kind of the, those light bulb moments where just something all of a sudden hits you out of the moment about those particular songs to where it starts then making, making more sense, which could be why maybe we don't have strong opinions about it at this point in time, you know? Yeah, I thought you were going to tell me to pull my head out of my ass. Uh, oh. oh, no, I was actually <laughs> digging what you were saying. So, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, you know, and it's, it's interesting, folks listening, you're hearing this on Friday. The record came out last Friday, provided you're listening to it when it drops because you're a loyal listener. Um, Frank and I listened to this record four days um, before recording this. So, we really tried to jam this thing in there as quick as we could and, and try to process it, which can be tricky. You know, oh, I'm not with saying, a record like this, yes. Yeah, you know, whereas the Foo Fighters, we knew it was trash. Uh, I was going to say a Foo Fighters comic. Good, I'm glad you did it. <laughs> um, we're at the prior procedure? We are. Cool. Musically, I dig this song. And we even get a line uh, with the album's title in it, but they like it's never, right, the, the album title. We're not beating it to death, right? We're not like, open door policy, open door policy. <laughs> right? None of that happening. It's a very smart use of it. Um you know, Finn is really ripping with the poetry, which is cool. And all but um, I'm kind of missing a little bit of that rock and roll element from him. Um, you know, there's so much poetry. I'm looking for a little bit more classic rock and roll structure. And maybe that's just something I need to get used to the fact that this is how the band is now. And we're not doing those those old things. It works. Um, I just kind of had a tough one. I wasn't really feeling it, especially some of the imagery. I feel like he's just kind of mushing things together and it didn't quite stick for me. Yeah. And you bring up a good point. You don't have to beat these words to death. <laughs> Waiting on a war the on song war. by the Foo Fighters, which we're going to hear now in every set forever, if you ever see them live or play. So uh, prior procedure, something uncomfortable about the song that I can't quite put my finger on, but it, again, it works. The guitars and pianos are really complementing each other here. Uh, the horns come in, so we get some nice horns in the middle, and we finally get, as you mentioned, the open door policy mentioned here, uh, which is the center concept of, of this record. It resembles, I think, some of their early records, minus maybe some memorable quotes, uh, but that's okay, because you know, the ending, I think, makes up for it. Um, now, now we get Riptown, track eight. It, it's not quite clear if, if in the story if the actress, right, is from Lanyards a couple of tracks previously, um, or it could be pulled from their um, 
characters from slapped actress uh, from stay positive, but, but that's the fun of it all. It's just kind of fun to piece this all together. It has a guided by voices feel um, with the guitars in a, almost a lo-fi way. Uh, the words just ride and groove here and it's, it's not overthought uh, as much. And simplicity, I think sometimes for this band um, could work in certain tracks. So uh, I, I dug rip town. What about you? Yeah. Lots of references here for sure. I feel like uh, a little like, I'm beating a dead horse here when I get to say there's like some really cool lyrics, but <laughs> musically it just feels like the band's hanging out and trying to figure out uh, some cool changes to fill in uh, and, and maybe throw a couple backing vocals in. Um, I wish there were just kind of more rock and roll here. I wish there was a little bit more structure. Um, it's a cool track that, that just doesn't kind of deliver for me. So yeah. um, I'm going to need your help with this name. Me and Madalena. Magdalena. Matt. Oh, okay. See, I would have thought there was a G in Magdalena. Yeah, there is. Oh. I must have put that wrong. <laughs> Don't worry about me. Uh, me, me and Magdalena, that is. Me and Magdalena. Yeah. I'm really not feeling this song either. Um, you know, we're getting more poetry from Finn, but it doesn't feel so fresh. Man, I wish the old horror movie sound that they use kind of like just weren't a cock tease. You know, like they do that old creepy, like. Yeah, Whoa. exactly. Um, I wish that were its own thing. You know, it, it, you know it's, a, it's a straightforward song about falling in love with the dude in the band and, and the, the stories about why they never work and, and how, you know, you end up going, chasing that dream and coming back. And there's just not like a chorus to hook you that feels like the band's kind of running out of ideas to, to keep up with Finn. And it's kind of a bummer because I feel like this song could be a much cooler song. There's a lot of great bones here. It's just not delivering for me. Yeah, it's fun. It's funny because it's actually my favorite song on the record. Uh, so Craig Finn said, that said in an interview, I, I somehow came across another song called Me and Magdalena, actually by the monkeys, um, which which is weird. And and it's it's um it's from one of their newer records, uh, which was uh produced by um Adam Schlesinger, who passed away. He was from Fountains of Wayne, he passed away unfortunately from COVID, and producer uh Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie wrote this song and he said he listened to it and he thought it was a great song and he um, knew that he never heard it before, but he said he subconsciously he must have internalized it because he had a song with, with, with the same title. Um, so I, I think there's some seven late seventies uh, Springsteen organs here on the verse. And, and it's almost, it, it listen, it's lyrically polarizing for sure. And towards the end, you get, like you said, that haunting vibe. And I'm like, Oh, is it, is it going to continue? But, but then it fades out and you get the guitar solo and the chorus comes back. I don't know. I think it's a standalone song uh, based on the content um, and to me, it's personally the highlight of the record, but I love how we, you know, different, you know, we, speaking of internalizing, I love how we both have uh, different ways of doing that. Mm -hmm. um, last, last proper track, because there's a bonus track, is Hanover Camera. I, I get some Tom Petty breakdown here in the middle, the song breakdown. Um, I, I love the party with the python in the shower, uh, like lyrically, you know, uh, you know, I think it's pretty cool. And I like the next line where, or one, another line where it says we were uh, up against a miracle maxed out every night. Our knees were shot from uh, way too many prayers. Uh, again, paints a very vulnerable picture of struggle and leaves some light at the end of the tunnel. At least I, I'm, that's what I'm getting from it. Uh, I love the overall vibe showing that you can really 
make something at a constant pace and, and be meticulous about it almost in a fanatical way. And it could create some really cool and beautiful moments. I think it's a great example, this song of quality songwriting. Um, but, but what's your thoughts though, Mark? This feels like they said, you know, what if we just remake one of these songs as if they did in the seventies and <laughs> here it is. Um, <laughs> lyrically, I, it, it's pretty cool. It's got some great lines to it. Um, it doesn't feel like some of his best work on the record. Um, and it comes across kind of hokey in a few places. I'm going to say I'm not a fan of this song, but, but I do like it. It's, I don't, it's, it's so, and I feel that way with a lot of this record, that there's a lot more to, to delve into. You're conflicted. Um, I, I am conflicted. Um, let's move on to track 11, Parade Day. It's the bonus track. Bonus track. Bonus track. Um, <laughs> I think conceptually it's an interesting idea for a song. I, I just don't think they wanted to put that much work into it. And, and it kind of shows musically, there's so little going on that it, it feels like they wanted to focus on the lyrics, but lyrically it didn't feel like he's been able to pin down what it was he was trying to say about those summer uh, traditions from his youth. And, and that comes across a little, it feels a little flat and empty and I get why they would use it for a bonus track. I can imagine yeah. Uh, if this came out like in 97, there'd been 45 minutes of just empty space before this song happened. And you would have been like, oh, and it's so deep. Um, <laughs> and then we would have just been like, but is it like if this had just come up, we'd been like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of stuck with it. Yeah, I mean, I could tell why it was the bonus track, you know, and, and Finn said this is a one off and it didn't fit with the theme of the rest of the record. It's about him growing up in Minneapolis and the observation of the changes of the city made during his tenure there. Uh, like, again, it's a cool tune as a bonus track. Uh, I could tell the content lyrically would not fit on this album, but, you know, I'll take a bonus track. At least one, it was digestible, so it's enjoyable. Um, Mark, why don't, why don't you talk about some of your final thoughts? All right. Um, so I don't love this record, but as a fan of the band, I think there are some really interesting choices being made here and that they're really trying to change the idea of what people think this band has to be, um, at least musically. They're, they're really trying to stretch that envelope. To that end, I think it, it worked. I, I was hoping for more of a rock and roll album, and I, and I didn't, I don't think we got that. I think we got a collection of generally themed poems set to music from a rock band, not necessarily playing rock and roll. And to that extent, I think it did work, right? If, if, if you weren't looking for a rock and roll album, if you were looking for perhaps a collection of poems set to uh, music, um, and these were the guys that you came up with, I think you would really like this record. Um, I think I was, you know, and that's, I think part of what, what Frank and I, at the very least, need to, to wrestle with, or at least myself, is that the hold steady is an ever evolving thing. And to say like, hey, I want another stay positive or I want another Boys and Girls in America or I want another Separation Sunday, um, you're not gonna get that. You're gonna get where, wherever the band's rolling to. And I think that's more honest to them uh, than giving me what I want. And, and I, I appreciate that they do that. Um, so for me, this album's getting a six out of 10. Um, it's not for a lack of trying. Um, I really think there's a great effort here. The, the record sounds gorgeous. Um, you know, it, it doesn't sound like anybody's slouching on any parts. There are just some choices I wouldn't have made. But then again, I'm a fat guy on the internet and I'm not in the whole thing. So. <laughs> and, and just to wrap some context around this, uh, this is way better than that Foo Fighters record, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, I mean, we're, we're talking about, I wouldn't say like, oh, that's apples and oranges. Like we're talking about like, 
like apples and kiwis like those <laughs> very different things yeah um, um you know and, and certainly both bands were trying for something different right. right um i think that these guys did a better job of doing something different that i'd listen to again right totally yeah so you know in the beginning i wasn't sure if i was gonna dig this i i, I felt the, the power of the hold steady is where the melodies actually were on display in the midst of the lyrically heavy universe that's created by Finn uh, with their last album. I feel being a tad uninspired and a frequent release schedule uh, by Finn for his solo work. I thought this is just going to be an extension of that. Um, now it is at times, but musically I think the band has progressed and with more <laughs> listens right this is where the replay value comes into play uh, I, I was able to pick up on these little things that i uh, realized they're doing it i'm like oh my gosh this is this is unbelievable that this band was able to create it i mean it's so rich in details about life mixed with trying circumstances finn's signature of you know adding the catholic lyrics are also here uh listen it's not boys and girls in america it's not stay positive or heaven is whenever um and that's okay you know, that's okay. They found a way to make these cathartic uh, songs and awkward at times anthems, um, you know, and although, listen, although we're not going to California to become famous nor parting with pythons and showers, we could find something to relate with. So listen, honestly, outside of the annoying sounds and unpleasant breakfast, um, I, I really, I really like all these tracks. Uh, I feel it was a better effort than thrashing through passion and more consistent, um, and even teeth dreams too. Uh, so I, I give this a nine out of 10 and to me, it gets better with, with each listen. So it has great replay value for me. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, Frank, is that a lot of times we'll do these records, even, even records that I recommend and we'll do the show and I'll go, okay, like I'm, I'm done listening to that, you know, at least for a while. Whereas with this record, I am looking forward to going back to it because I do feel like there are more pieces to this puzzle. I haven't uncovered yet. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, and plus, you know, you and I tend to find different things we like about the record. And then by by sharing them with each other, as you genuinely saw me do earlier, uh, we discovered things about the records we, we didn't know we liked or things we didn't know we hated. Yeah. Um, and it's really just kind of fun doing that with you. So thank you for doing this. With me yeah, absolutely. Year, man. I know, um, I know. You know, what's crazy, too, is earlier today, I was just taking the guitar and, and playing it. I'm like, what if I were to even try to resemble what like finn does uh i'm like i i I wouldn't even know like where to start like where where do you start that how do you even do that so i I just give him mad props and yeah man it's been a fun ride so um i think it's time for a top list what about you mark that sounds like fun frank we haven't done one of those in a week a week (laughs) now listen the hold steady i feel i think mark you agree with me is a band that i think more people should know at least and get into mm-hmm. and i'm glad we both have had the opportunity to so let's do a list we'll, we'll split it up five and five of bands and artists maybe we don't know um enough about but want to um how does that sound this was my stupid idea wasn't it yeah, it was yeah <laughs> absolutely you want me to go first frank yeah take it away buddy so these are really not in any particular order normally i have a very specific order for for when i pick uh, my list. This one really was, you know, kind of the idea was like, well, what do we do a top list for? And I kind of cheating, trying to get Frank to tell me what he wants to listen to. Uh, I suggested bands that we we should do uh, that we want to do more of. So mine, mine are kind of all over the place. Um, but I think there's some really interesting things in here that I know I need to like more. Um, the first one's uh, 45 Grave. Um, 
they've always been interesting to me because I, of their connection with the goth movement um, and, and macabre music. And there's a lot more there than I think people really give them credit for. And, and they're one of those bands that I've always been interested to dive into. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I First on my list is Towns Van Zandt. Um, I, I've been told he's one of the greatest songwriters ever. Um, his musical style has often been described as melancholy with poetic lyrics, so more poetry. Uh, he's well-respected for his guitar playing ability. He's been on my radar for a while, so i really like to get uh, more into him. So that was first on my list. Cool. Uh, next, I have The Dead South from mm-hmm. Canada. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, people have actually been telling me like for years that I need to dive in uh, and put uh, put them on. And a few times I, I actually have, but I find myself distracted. And for some, whatever reason, I'm not circling back. Um, you know, they've got this amazing bluegrass sound I, I should be more into. But for some fucking reason, I, I just haven't been able to get into them. Um, and they're one of those bands that I really think uh, you and I would dig that maybe we, we should just take the time and do. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with that, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next up on my list is Patty Griffin. Uh, she's from Maine, and I've been told that she is a national uh, treasure with regards to her songwriting ability. So, um, I, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm familiar with a couple of her songs, like When It Don't Come Easy and Cold As It Gets. Cold As It Gets is a tremendous tune. Uh, she has 10 albums, three live records. I, I'd like to take some more time um, to listen to her when I'm not distracted and all that good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my next choice is a band called Gallows, Gallows. Uh, English punk band that uh, should be right up my alley. But for some reason, I've just never given them the time of day. Um, I think it might just be like, it, it, I think it's been one of these situations, uh, that dude sucks and he really likes that band. So fuck them. Situations, you know what I'm talking about, Frank? Yes. Um, I'm like, I'm over it now. And I was like, oh, why the fuck don't I listen to that band? And I, I just haven't um so maybe you know uh, maybe we have a chance and then i thought about this it is possible for horrible people to like good music i guess so yeah yeah and i think they had a singer change right like in their career too so there's, there's yeah i really like that that dude frank carter who was their front man um right does a his solo career um is is pretty cool i'm kind of into oh. that so okay kind of where i know that i should be listening to it but also kind of haven't given enough of a shit Yep, I hear you. I hear you. Yep. Next on my list, we we've talked about them, Mark, a little bit. Mission of Burma. Um, they, yeah. they're they're a post punk band from Boston, formed in '79, and they're responsible for releasing some highly regarded albums with massive cult followings. You know, just some brief listens. I'm getting some Clash and Jam feel uh, from this band. A lot of people tell me that their uh, first EP, um, or it's kind of like a compilation, kind of similar to. Fugazi's is and uh, their their first official album are really really good. I think it's something we would probably both dig and and uh, I, I want to get into. Cool. Um, number two, uh, if you follow me for any reason on Facebook or Instagram, you'll know that I uh, recently fell down a rabbit hole uh, and I'd like to continue. Uh, it's Willie Nelson. Willie, I know this dude has like seventy albums under his belt, and that doesn't include like live albums and shit. Oh, um, you know, it, he, he just feels like a dude that's been such an icon and been around for so long that there's got to be so much more than just the hits. And I just really haven't had the time to crack into it and and, and do that deep dive that I really want to do. So, yeah, right. I know. And he's got great voice, man. And uh, well, classic voice. I mean, uh, you know, unequivocally that that is Willie Nelson immediately 
hands down, hands down. So smooth. And yeah, I, I would love to do that deep dive with you. So hands mm-hmm. down. Um, next I have is Nick cave and the bad seeds. Uh, I am told if you like Tom Waits, which we all know I do, then you need to listen to Nick cave and the bad seeds. Uh, he's known for his baritone voice and lyrically obsessions, uh, with that, de- with death, uh, religion, love and violence. Check, 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 check. So I want to, I want to give him some more listens. Yeah. Plus he, uh, he does the theme song from Peaky Blinders, which I have, my wife and I have watched like at least five times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Man. Um, I know, I know at least that one song very well. Um, so my number one pick, uh, Frank, please don't be mad at me. The jam. Ah, keep telling me to listen to them. And it's not that I don't want to, it's, it's that I get distracted. I swear to God, it's not you. It's me. I really dig. Frank gave me uh, all the mod cons to listen to. Yep. Um, and, and I really dug it, but for some reason I listened to it. I went, man, that was pretty cool. And then I just moved right on and I'd never looked back. Um, so it's one of those ones, sorry, buddy, um, okay. that, that I need to just like, I, I want to get into the, the, the catalog to see what's there, see what's because all the mod con, all mod cons was cool, yeah. but what else is in there? There's clearly got to be other dope stuff, or at least I would hope. There's a lot of cool stuff. And uh, the song uh, down at the tube station at midnight is, or down in the tube station at midnight is, is my favorite from them. It's so good. Um, yeah. I, I want you to get more into them and uh, I am uh, happy to be on that journey with you, man. Thanks buddy. What's uh, What's your last pick? My last pick is uh, Jesus and Mary chain. Uh, so Scottish alt rock band formed in 1983. Um, they don't, probably sound anything like i think that they do in my head but it's just another band i'd like to sit down and listen to based on recommendations you know again a couple people have been like oh you might like them and might like them so jesus and mary chain i would like to give a try yeah all right yeah yeah i really know nothing about that band yeah same here same here again i probably think they sound like something totally different but um yeah. (laughs) great list mark and and i think it's pretty cool and um why don't you tell the uh, good folks out there what we have next? Face to motherfucking face, Frank. We're talking about the whole shebang, my brother. It's spotlight time, and we're spotlighting on face to face. Yeah. Listen, I'm excited to bring back the spotlight episodes. Face to face has been around since 1991, man. I mean, it's unbelievable. There are 10 studio albums, two official live albums. Uh, also two cover albums mark i tell you you know they're one of my go-tos when i just want to sit down listen to some good punk rock where i don't have to like overthink it i could sing along to it um they have a lot of good songs man sometimes the songs outweigh the albums as a whole but i'm i'm really looking to uh you know uncover that in the next episode and i think you're pretty amped about that too right yeah i am kind of interested to really dig in you know i we were talking earlier I'd say I'm probably really familiar with seven to eight out of the 10 albums. Uh, so diving in and really just kind of seeing what they're all about is really going to be fun. Plus this is a series you and I always do. We talk about the band. We talk about a little bit of their history, who's in the band, yep. uh, their contributions, wh- what things wh- worked well, what things were a terrible disaster. Yep. Uh, all the drama is, behind it. Yeah. They're a really interesting group of guys. Um, I believe there's a documentary somewhere. There is. I, I saw that years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to dive into them and, uh, you know, see what's going on. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening and spending yeah. some time with us. Uh, mm-hmm. Give a like, subscribe, all that good jazz. Um, so thank, 
Yeah, absolutely. Farts and hearts. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And remember to stay safe out there. Bye-bye.